It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Schaffer, Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer along with you. And today's episode is going to be a two-parter. We're going to talk holiday gifts from the education world. But first and foremost, as always, want to hear how these gentlemen are doing. Michael, how was your Thanksgiving? How are you this week? My Thanksgiving was great and uh, happy uh, belated Thanksgiving to both uh, both of uh, you fine gentlemen. Uh, and uh, looking forward to talk learning gifts, holiday gifts for the learner, uh, maybe beginning with the kids and then uh, focusing on, uh, on folks who continue to learn throughout their lives. We are going to think of the kids first. I thought you were going to give me talk turkey there, but uh, didn't go for that pun. You went talk gifts, I understand. Brennan, how about yourself? How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was great. Thanks for asking, Dan. Um, I was in Cleveland, Ohio, which is vacation land. Uh, that's Maine, actually, is vacation <laughs> well, land. Uh, but that's where my folks are, and, uh, and I was home for the, home for the holidays. Also went to um, Cleveland Art Museum and saw a uh, really cool exhibit on uh, the Roaring Twenties. Nice. Which is almost 100 years ago now. Flappers. Flappers, yep. Yeah. And, the, Char- um, the Charleston? Uh, there was no one doing the Charleston, so it was, it was more just uh, art and uh and dresses and cars and uh, all of that action yeah uh so i was i was learning um which i thought was a as a nice uh pickup into this pod some pants they probably had pantaloons right pantaloons were big no pantaloons um i I may have missed that part of the exhibit so i'm 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 not uh i'm not sure the the credibility of my witnessing here but uh pantaloons free as far (laughs) as i saw wow that's even more interesting So we go into shopping here. We talk about uh, holiday gifts and uh, we are recording here on Cyber Monday, uh, which is one of the largest uh, online uh, retail days of of the year. But I do want to go back to Black Friday. Some stats here. American shoppers spent a record $5 billion in 24 hours uh, on Black Friday. And I believe 80% of that was already done online. So we talk a lot about uh, digital and digital learning here, but uh, obviously shopping is happening more and more uh, on Amazon and on these different websites that are providing uh, the ability to stay at home, uh, not have to go out to a place at two o'clock in the morning uh, and get these deals. But Mike, uh, you did some uh, shopping for articles and shopping for potential buys uh, that uh, you come, came across a, a bunch of articles on uh, potential gifts for kids. And we'll talk about adults later. Uh, what, what struck your fancy? What, what's some of the things that are out there right now uh, that for the, the student, for the student learner, uh, you think are going to be popular this, uh, this holiday season? Sure. Uh, definitely a lot about robots. And we'll be, uh, we'll be talking robots at length. But, uh, but one quick point about Black Friday. It's now Black Thursday afternoon. Right. Like it starts. Yeah. It starts JCPenney like, was open at five. It starts, it, starts the, it starts the Monday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. But I mean, like big time, like all the, the doorbusters yes. start. Like it's like you don't even get to the kickoff of the afternoon football game. And the doors are opening for Black Friday. There were some that I saw in Cleveland. This may be Cle- I mean, Cleveland well, is economically depressed, are, but yeah. um, slash uh, really cutting edge. Yeah. It, it was Wednesday or Tuesday. Yes. It, really, it really was. Like it, was, it just keeps on creeping in both directions. creeps in all directions. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then Saturday now is Small Business Saturday. Correct. Yep. Which, uh, which I always seem to forget about. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Cyber, Cyber Monday. Uh, and this show should uh, drop, I believe, uh, Dan. Is that the correct parlance? That it is the correct, drop. yes. The show will drop uh, on uh, just Tuesday. No, giving giving giving, giving Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. Not just Tuesday. It's giving, no. it's giving yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So let's let's think about that. Uh, so yeah, in terms of gifts, 
there was a, an article that we'll share out in uh, TechCrunch about 17 STEM-focused gifts to inspire kids to learn coding and love robotics. Um, and I think within there, it was an interesting mix of uh, more like robot toys that you can program. And uh, we can probably get into some of the specific examples, uh, you know, depending on where we want to go. And then also uh, another trend I've been seeing is sort of the, the counter trend of uh, offline and physical stuff that is less digitally oriented. And in some ways, a robot is actually that too, where like right. the fact that it exists in physical space makes it a little more understandable. But I thought, uh, you know, like one of the gifts was like an old school wooden abacus. And, uh, you know, I, I think that trend, uh, you know, particularly when we talk more about the adult show, um, I think they are, uh, folks are, are thinking about how much we live within screens and within the digital realm and how gifts can sometimes take you out of that frame and put you back into like the real physical world. Uh, and then when you think about that as it relates to kids, like toys are almost always going to have some physical component. And uh, I thought that was a pretty consistent theme uh, throughout here. Uh, how about you, Brandon? What, what, uh, what, what, what struck your fancy? Yeah, so I, uh, we have a Coda pillar, which is the thing mm -hmm. that I, I would have uh, add, add, suggested people to add to their holiday shopping list. Yep. Um, so the Coda pillar, which I suppose you can get any of these things from Amazon. So we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. just say that once at the top of the show here. Yeah. Let's go to Amazon, get anything. Right, right. Um, We're both shopping on Amazon while recording this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And one click. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so the Coda Pillar is, is um, for folks who aren't familiar with it or don't have a child who has one, uh, it is a series of interlocking um, caterpillar segments. It's a, it's, a, it's a robot that looks like a caterpillar mm -hmm. and you click it together in different ways and you're essentially programming it. Um, but in a very tactile way, mm -hmm. which is to your point that toys are always going to have a, a physical component to it. Um, and you can then make the Coda pillar go like this conversation in, <laughs> in, in every which way. Um, and it's, uh, it's been, as, as uh, a father of a three-year-old who has one, I can give you a uh, personal word-of-mouth recommendation for it. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that uh, my daughter looks forward to playing with, and she is you know, like thinks about what she, the order in which she needs to snap these pieces together so that she can make it go in the direction that she wants. And she's three. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. So that would be that, that that's both robot and programming and toy and for kids and it's good. And, and what age up does it start at three? Or? I think it's, it's three and up. Nice. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, if you have like a 20 year old kid, <laughs> I think that a Coda pillar is probably a crummy gift. Right. Um, but if you have a kid who's like three, uh, like I do, um, and, but, but don't get me one because we already have one. <laughs> I, may, uh, I may have to write that one down, Brendan. I appreciate it. I have the four-year-old here, so we, we got to... Yeah, get, get the got code. Her going. Yeah. Uh, the, the one I saw on this, the TechCrunch list specifically and talking about sort of the, the real world, digital world, and uh, bring them together was the Legos, but the Lego sort of next generation robot building kit. So you you sort of, uh, my seven-year-old is big into the, the kits and, and building, you know, Harry Potter's world or whatever the different set might be. But this, Mike, uh, uh, or Brandon, uh, seems like a nice step forward of taking something we're already aware of, something we already have uh, in Legos and building on that brand uh, to, to make it more accessible to STEM and uh, to, to the idea of coding. Um, what else uh, in the tech crunch, Mike, for you, 
st- stood out. I-, I thought one looked like light brights. Do you remember light brights? Yes. Uh, the the Cano kit uh, looked very much like uh, the old school light brights, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, I-, I thought just in general, a lot of these toys seem like mashups from back in the day. Uh, so, in, you know, Lego specifically, it felt like they kind of mashed up a Lego with a 21st century uh, erector erector set. And suddenly you were able to build electronics into your Legos. Uh, so, so I thought that was an interesting idea. And then also the idea that uh, you, you don't just buy your child a toy, you buy them a toy and access to a platform, uh, which I think is interesting. Because even we've talked about it, I think, or uh, I don't know whether it's on the show or not, but like Legos in essence are a platform. Uh, and then the idea of adding... Uh, you know, engineering and programming capability to Legos is is just smart. Uh, and then the other thing Lego related out uh, we were sharing early on was that uh, one of the hottest selling uh, toys this holiday season, this I think it came out in early November, was the Women of NASA Lego set. Right. And I was thinking if you could, uh, you know, if Lego's listening, you know, if you could mash up the women of Legos with the engineering kit, suddenly uh, your child may be launching uh, women into your backyard, uh, which is also why uh, they may they may not have released that due to liability concerns. But, uh, but anyway, that that's uh, that's that's some of what was uh, was going on uh, on, on my end. Uh, I, I don't, I, how about you, Brandon? What uh, what's what's jumping out? Yeah, I think. Um I like the idea of the platform uh, and I also like the idea of Legos. Sure. Um, so my, again, my, I have a three-year-old as advertised. Yes. Uh, yes. She doesn't have any Legos yet. Okay. She has the, um, uh, I guess they're, they're Duplo blocks. Yep. Uh, they're like the bigger, bigger sure. than Legos. Yep. Um, she likes those too. And I think that's good. I think there's, you know, it's, it, it also helps. And I guess this is educational in its way, even if it's non-cognitive is, helping with fine motor skills, yeah. is it self-educational, right? Sure. Um, so I, I think, uh, again, for, for younger kids, something that allows them to exercise their creativity and also their, you know, fine motor skills slash engineering skills, if yeah. you want to uh, gussy that up a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think uh, those are, uh, I, I think those, any, any of the gifts that are in that sort of vein of, uh, Lego style, I think, are always always a winner. As we uh, talk through it, you, you see a lot of these, Mike, you were pointing out, were robot-based, like the idea of coding something to make it move, uh, to make it do something. Uh, do you think that's sort of the, the engagement we're going to see more and more of across multiple gift types, not just, hey, here's a robot, program it, but you see the drone in there, right? That yes. you can program the drone and, and fly it. And I, I feel like more and more toys are going to be that much more engaged in not just, Hey, here's X play with it, but here's X build it and then play with it or code it and then play with it really seems to be the trend here in 2017. Absolutely. Uh, and then I think another trend is toys that go, mm, you know, like is the drones when they fly. Mm. I, don't, I was in a store uh, where they were selling drones. I thought we were post drone. I think, I think drone are drones in the, the trough of disillusionment. Do we think? Th- or they're still in. They're still, I think you can still sell them. Because you were toys. at a store. I was at a store and also number 12 on TechCrunch is 17. Uh, uh, I think hot, that's 12 and falling. Hot, hot. I think it's falling. I think it's taken off like it's hot. <laughs> but uh, I think what makes it hot is that it is programmable. And I think that's why it made the stem list. But what makes it 
trough of disillusionment is the fact that it goes mm, yeah like that noise yeah it just made me want to swat it and it's, i was i was in this store these are like three thousand like i happily i didn't swat any of them because yes. they're like they're big like they're like the size of you like could have trevor bowered yourself i could have trevor bowered myself yeah. and i also probably would have had to pay for a drone that i just swatted right so thankfully i didn't do that but is that the noise, noise it's the noise so bad that you've done it twice on this pod i've done it poorly it's worse <laughs> it's, it's, oh, worse it's worse than it sounded i think let's not yeah let's let's just leave it to the imagination about how bad it how bad yeah. it was. Uh, and then the and then the other one that I, I wanted to mention, which I think we talked about a year ago, is Sphero. So Sphero is a programmable ball. Uh, and then Sphero was also the basis of the BB3 drone that was like right. the number one selling among the, the top selling uh, toys of last year. And I think there's a new a new version of uh, BB3 that is that is even hotter uh, mm. this year. But the idea of having a programmable ball. So good. Like, for me, it was like, you know, the pink Spalding ball. I still remember I had like, a, as a kid, I had a little pink Spalding ball. And I was like, this is pretty cool because it bounces well. Right. Uh, actually, I think at the time I probably thought it bounced good. Yeah. But since then, and grammar and education right. has, has let me know. Grammared that. up. Yeah, grammared up. But, um, but the idea of just having a ball back in the day was fine. Fine until you're like eight or nine, then you have to start coming up with more complex componentry, right. et cetera. But just having a ball was cool. Now it's like you get a ball and you get your app that like, it's like instead of a trained rock, uh-huh. uh, like a pet rock, which wasn't particularly trainable, <laughs> yeah. but a pet rock, now you have a pet ball and the ball is programmable. So good. What's up with that? So good. It's crazy. Yeah. It's robot. It's we're living in the future. We're living in, it's a robot. It's a robot world. And, uh, and we were talking about, uh, potentially, uh, you know, exploring what kind of gifts trending in education should get itself. Yes. And, uh, one of the ones that we want to pick a peck of peppers, Yeah, we were looking yeah. at pepper, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if we want to get there yet, but, uh, let me go back. Let me just say one more thing back on the building stuff. I, yep. I on say, my, say as many things as you on like. my list and I, I'd forgotten to bring it up. Um, so the, the thing that's also popular, I'm, I'm like in a three year old, uh, time frame. Do you, like have, a, do you have a, any children? I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. She's 10. Um, <laughs> so, uh, don't tell my wife. Um, so the, uh, the magnetiles yep. is another, uh, Lego like, yes. uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't understand the pronunciation, but sure. Yeah. I think it's magnetiles. It works for me. Yeah. I don't know where I would have landed, but you landed somewhere good. Yeah. Uh, but it's th- this is the the notable uh, item is um, on my daughter's things to have been thankful for list from the school. So the school actually is in a, in a cluster, as they call it, of fourteen students, and they asked, "What what are you thankful for?" Um, my uh, my daughter said, "Mommy and Daddy and uh, my dog Dodo." That's a funny name. Uh, my dog's name is not Dodo. Sure. Yeah. Um, but two children said, like most of like family, my brother, right. warm hugs. Sure. But um, two of the children said magnetiles. So like that's wow. the thing they're most thankful for. Interesting. So I think that's a pretty, another pretty good. Did that make the TechCrunch list or this is just I, a. No, this is just this a is nice. straight, straight out of. Good um, job. It's not this Compton. made the trending in education list. Straight out of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, yes. This is, uh, this is the trending in education list. Uh, re- recommended by children near you. So, nice. Um, magnetiles also available for purchase. Well, you know, while we're while we're talking uh, about recommendations that are not appearing, and no beef with uh, Tech TechCrunch, right. lovely list. It formed a nice foundation of uh, of this this episode. 
But, uh, but another recommendation that uh, I can make for the, the pet lover in your world is Pabo. So uh, oh, yeah, Pabo, Pabo, we haven't had a chance to talk about Pabo. Pabo is still out there. So like we, I've been tracking Pabo for some time. I believe it still exists, Pabo. And the idea, it's sort of like live, live online, like live telepresence for pet owners. So you can uh, telecommunicate, you can distance communicate with your pet. Uh, and in addition to being able to see your pet, your pet see you and hear you and vice versa. You can also provide your pet with a treat and you can uh, also uh, have a little laser pointer to, uh, to entertain uh, your pet. So Pabo for the pet lover in your life. And I still think there are extensions to this. I still think this can cross over. If it, if it works for pets, I think it could probably work for people. So, uh, so anyway, Pabo, uh, additional trending and education uh, recommendation. Uh, the magnet tiles were on both my daughter's list. So uh, they, they don't, I don't know that they're listening quite yet. Uh, they, might, they might have the Stitcher app. They might have the TuneIn app. I, maybe they have an Alexa at school that they, they call up and say, hey, trending and education podcast. Uh, but uh, we did, that is a purchase we made. So magnet tiles uh, will be in this house and ready to go. Uh, my oldest is very into uh, kits of like build your, uh, make your own perfume, make your own lip balm. And there's a lot of science to it, which you like, I wouldn't expect just buying it for her, but she does a lot of the mixing of the chemicals and following the instructions and, and measuring out, uh, the right ingredients. And then of course it turns into throwing everything into a cup and seeing what it smells like or see, seeing what it does. But, uh, there is a lot of experimentation that she does. Uh, but magnet tiles are, are big. Uh, uh, we have neighbors who have, I think like 400 pieces like, of it. Your kid's running a meth lab. <laughs> so I, if she's listening, that's better than working in the meth lab. That's, well, that's it, fair. It, it, it does take me back to the Holly Hobby oven, which was famous when it was first invented. And it was really just like a hot incandescent light bulb. Yep, easy bake oven. That, and that, the, yep. that you would just put the, you crack an egg into some batter you put it in there and it cooks a little cupcake for you. Yeah. And now it's like fast forward 30, 40 years and, uh, and you can create anything. Yeah. And I think it does say a lot about, uh, what people think about the future of work and what people think about how the world is changing, like the level to which kids are expected to make stuff and also interact with, uh, robots and automation and programming and technology in new ways, uh, is interesting. Magnetiles though, like, can you explain a little more what they are? Did you guys play with them too? Like I have. What, what, what exactly are, what are magnetized? They are uh, what they, they sound like. They are uh, individual blocks. They are squares, triangles, and rectangles that are magnetic. Uh, and you can stand them up. So basically you build houses and you build three-dimensional objects by having them intersect at magnetic points. Uh, and you just build on top of it and can keep growing and growing uh, the, the stack, basically. So you can build floors and build uh, different shapes and sizes that are all out of these magnetic tiles. So it's kind of like a next gen Legos, right? Yes. With, with ma magnetics as opposed to the, the sort of manual. Whatever. And more free space, I think. Easier free space. Uh, I always struggled with, like, maybe it's just me, building, <laughs> building structure in Legos that had uh, open space to them. I always had just the block of things. I said, oh, it's a boat. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Legos, are, Legos are pretty blocky for the most part. Right. The majority of the, pe at least the old school pieces. Yeah. Right. More free space and, and quicker to uh, buildings at, at height. Ah. Right. So like you need a lot of Legos. The magnetiles are pretty big, actually. Interesting. Um, so they're probably like the square is maybe two inches on a side, uh -huh. something like that. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, you can imagine as these stack, they get pretty tall pretty quickly. So 
could you could you Jenga with your magnet tiles? You could. I think so. Every one of my magnet tile experiences has ended in the thing collapsing. So like, I, <laughs> right. think, I think essentially, yes, it, you also always. By intention, yeah. most of the time, of the Mostly four or five-year-old. Yeah, uh-huh. that's, uh, that it. is always the, the joy that comes at the end of a magnet tile session is uh, bring, breaking down what you've just built. Right, because I'm wondering if any of the toys designed for kids have any crossover potential uh, for adults. Like what kind of stuff that you build for a kid could actually entertain uh, adults. Maybe we could talk more about that when we talk about. We've got a whole adult, adult? episode it's, coming it's, up. It sounds very exciting. It sure it. does. It's an adults, an adults only. Sure does. Hey, before we get there, the other item that I had on my list for kids yeah. uh, is a book recommendation. Like, I'm sorry, what is this, a book? Yeah. Um, you may remember it from when you were playing with your Holly Hobby oven. <laughs> oh, um, it's the thing that caught fire. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was in Fahrenheit 451. What yes. is the number? I'm always saying. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, there are two of these editions now, uh, good night stories for rebel girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, uh, and if, if you have, if anyone has a daughter or a, a young girl in their life, I think it's a great, it's a great book instead of, you know, stories about, uh, princesses, which are not necessarily bad. I think it's fine for kids to like whatever they like, but this is an alternative to that beautiful artwork and their stories of, a uh, hundred, I think, in each um, inspirational women. Hmm. Um, so, you know, from any of the inspirational women that you can think of are featured in these books and gives, I think, little girls different, um, and little boys for that matter, uh, but uh, little girls a different model for what um, success as a bigger girl might look like. Um, so I, I would uh, highly recommend uh, that as well. And that trend seems to be pretty hot, right? We talked about fierce femininity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the non-obvious trends that we talked about earlier in the year. But, like, it does seem with like... With Rohit. With Rohit. Uh, his 2018 book's coming out, I actually. I can't wait. So, uh, we'll have to have him like, back. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but fierce femininity is, is very uh, on point. And both you guys, I mean, Dan, you, you have three... three I do. And, and, and Brandon, you have, uh, you have a, a three-year-old, right? So a three-year-old girl. So like, what are, you, what are you guys' thoughts about toys for girls? Like, it seems like we're entering into more of a golden era of uh, options for, uh, yep. for purchasing toys for girls. What I, I, you have Goldie Blocks, which is an engineering uh, sort of focused block building uh, toy that is more focused on, on uh, girls. I think it is. I think it's happening. I think you're seeing uh, the understanding of uh, marketing towards all kids. Uh, and I like that stores, uh, some of the big box stores are starting to realize that all of the toys don't have to have a pink header and a blue header, but just be kids toys uh, and are, are happening more and more where it's just here, play with it, enjoy it. Um, both for dolls for boys and, and the, the superhero stuff for, for girls and the engineering stuff. I, I wanted to throw one book in there for Brandon, tossing that question to you. Uh, the Rosie Revere Engineer yep. uh, book uh, and that whole Ada series, there's yeah. Ada Twist Scientist and uh, Iggy Peck Architect yep. uh, are really fun books. Uh, again, just to sort of give girls and boys the idea that you can do this. Like you can do this in future and talking about future of work, Mike, I think is a great one of let's start telling this story much earlier uh, to the girls in our lives that they can be all of these things they see uh, and can play with those toys and can build the things uh, that may have always been in blue previously, but are now more and more just, just uh, uh, eligible and uh, available to them. Uh, but Brandon, from your point of view, do you feel like uh, it is uh, the, the coming, the, the golden age of, of toys and, and uh, I guess marketing to an extent uh, to younger girls uh, around the holiday season? 
Yeah, I, I think probably. Um, I, I don't watch a lot of television that has commercials that are where a lot of, you know, that's where a lot of the, the co- commercial marketing consumption happens. Um, so h- hard for me to say there. My guess is that there still is some work to be done there. I think the best toys for girls are typically the best toys for boys. They're just the best toys. Um, but I, I do think that there is uh, uh, two things. One, well, I, I as a parent anyway, I'm not um, trying to buck the trend of when my daughter who likes to dress up, she like has like five different wardrobe changes a day. They're all dresses or tutus. And like, that's great. Like, and, and it's, I, I'm, I certainly, I think it'd be weird for me to be like, stop being such stereotypically such a girl. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, but, uh, I, I also, uh, and same thing is true with like the, my little ponies, which is, um, it's bleak when we end up having to watch that. Um, but just uh, wait for equestrian girls, Brandon, it gets better. Oh, great. I, I can, I suppose I can't wait. <laughs> um, but I, I do think it's important to, to, to put your thumb on the scale a little bit, like with the books that Dan and I were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, as marketing may or may not be getting better at addressing the fact that little girls are the same kind of curious little minds as little boys, um, you know, we as parents have a real responsibility there too. And so we, we can obviously shape the demand curve a little bit for our children. And I think uh, my hope anyway is that um, uh, I don't really care if, if, if Penny ever grows out of dress up, but uh, I hope she also doesn't grow out of like the curiosity that we're trying to instill in her with uh, some of the types of things that we've been talking about. And it also seems like a lot of stuff is becoming STEM oriented. So even if Penny loves, uh, you know, costumes and fashion and design, it's almost like, you know, wearable design kits will be emerging in the next few years where she'll be able to program her, maybe she'll program her, her costume changes, but, uh, but it is pretty, it's pretty interesting just to see the, the sort of the integration of technology into what was traditionally just, uh, like a pure analog toy. Uh, one commercial I would suggest if you do want to see one, Brendan, I'm, I'm much the same, but is the new Barbie commercial actually does a good job of, of telling this story. Uh, and it says, uh, basically about, girls who have imaginations grow up to do big things. Um, and it starts off with a really funny, actually a bit of a, a six or seven year old standing in front of a college uh, uh, classroom and teaching. And it's just sort of the reaction of the students in the room as she's walking through talking about the brain. So it's a good one. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. But uh, we're going to leave the kids section here. Uh, we are going to uh, end this episode. We're going to come back with part two and we're going to talk about uh, gifts this holiday season for lifelong learners. You've been listening to trending in education.